calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Guys, I fucking loved this conversation that we just recorded. I got the pleasure to have my producer and who is also the co-founder and co-creator of More Banana Productions, which you're listening to right now, Caitlin Moldenhauer, got to sit down with me and we just got to fucking talk and it was really great and I had a great time because she's always here like listening and but doesn't get to say anything, but I know you've got so much cool stuff going on and like things to talk about. We talk about being a unicorn. Everyone's like a little bit gay. Um, it gets a little dark sometimes, a little heavy, which I like. We get fun. We talk about threesomes. I think you guys are going to really enjoy this episode, and I can't wait for you guys to listen. Yeah. There are people who are turned on by the feeling of raw wood. Are you going to tell them that their sexuality is wrong? I legit had to think about that for a moment. There, that like, is a real fetish. There's a whole subreddit about it. I always think, like, in my mind, I'm always like, because I have not been in a gangbang yet. Not going to say it's not an option. Sure. Um, I'm always afraid I'll be the one that somehow gets pushed to the outskirts. Mm. And two, how does it end? Oh, it, very awkward. That is what I'm... I did ecstasy one time. No. I can't wait to see where this goes. It was goes. Molly. It was Molly. Whatever. I went to a concert. Oh, my God. So I thought my backpack was a jetpack at one point in time. You got to hear, gotten to hear every single episode. I you, have, and I've, I've heard all of the uncut, uh, the extras. You yeah. know, all the little, um, the things that aren't allowed to be said on air. Uh, I have a lot of those. I'm like, please take those out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, my mom might hear this. Yeah, I mean, doing this podcast with you has been really fun just in the sense of Aww. meeting people and then immediately hearing their sex stories right which yes. is pretty much exactly how I befriend people right away anyway <laughs> so yeah it's been I mean I, I've definitely I love all the shows that we have but I love doing these kind of shows because I like the idea of talking about literally whatever the fuck you want and there is something so cool about I guess that's kind of how I do my friends too it's like if they're willing to get 
real gross and real mm-hmm. dirty real quick. Yeah. And my things are sex and poop. Like, will you talk about these things with me? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, we're BFFs for life. Mm-hmm. That, is, yeah. it, that is, yeah, that's a litmus test for, for <laughs> we're going to be friends as if I can say something and you can make a joke out, a dumb sexual joke out of it. And actually, uh, like when Veronica Garza came on, that was mm-hmm. the first time I'd met her. And now like, we were like, we have like TBA plans to like get brunch and stuff. Cause I was like, oh. I get you. I like, I like your vibe. I like your style. Like that's awesome. And that's what I love about this show is it is people get very comfortable very quickly. And mm-hmm. that's how you make friends. Cause you have to, you gotta open up. Yeah. And me personally, I'm not, I'm not a very, with new people yeah. um, in any other capacity. I am very quiet and very shy. Like my first six months at Trader Joe's, people were like, why doesn't she talk? Because mm. I never know what I can say that yeah. I'm like, well, this is gonna happen. But well, you're you're from the south, and I, I've been in a number of rooms. I'm sure you can understand mm-hmm. where like you make the most casual blowjob joke, and all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, it's like you know you got to be saved by Jesus, and it's just like okay, I, I've learned to be extremely professional with strangers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, until they let something slip. Yeah, yeah. Which is so annoying, too, because Jesus was all about the prostitutes, too. And they're like, yeah, it's like Jesus wasn't a prude. Honestly, I think Jesus gets a bad rap. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think Jesus was probably like the most hippie, poly, like just cool, probably bisexual. Like, I think Jesus, I mean, he had 12 dudes that followed him around. Mm-hmm. You know, he, was, he had a really close relationship with Mary. Maybe it was his best friend. Maybe they were sleeping together. But at the end of the day, like. Yeah, there's so many, like, things that I think Jesus would be like, you know, oh, you want to pierce your labia? That's amazing. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as you're not hurting anybody, you do you. He, I saw a meme recently recently that literally what Jesus was, not, mm-hmm. like, not Jesus that has been, like, perpetuated, not not white Jesus. Right, right, like, right. Like, he wanted all the money to be taken away from the government and right. religion. Mm-hmm. He wanted rights for prostitutes and, like, the homeless mm-hmm. and wanted, like, equality. So he's literally mm-hmm. just, like, he was a social justice warrior. Yeah. In a, like, and I also don't think a social justice warrior is a bad thing. Like a sex positive Bernie Sanders. Yeah. I was about to say, I, th- I think he would have voted Bernie and yeah. I think he would have voted Beto if it is Beto for 2020. Like, yeah. For sure. Definitely. I don't know if he would have voted for Hillary. Oof. Woof. Um, I know. Was there misogyny during the ancient <laughs> Roman times? Probably. I, if I had to bet money on it, I would say yes. Who but could tell? Who you knows? Who knows? <laughs> you know? Can we read uh, misogynistic undertones in Latin? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I actually did took Latin in school. Um, <laughs> the dead language. <laughs> the dead language. No, that's good. I took German. I don't know any German. And German is one of the easiest languages to know because it's basically English. My favorite German word uh, that you probably know is schadenfreude. Oh, I do. And what does that mean again? Oh, it's, fuck. It's like taking joy in people's misery. Yes. I is, love that. Which is such a German it's thing. Just, just being judgmental. Yeah. It's like, or, or being vindictive. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I only enjoy it like over social media though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like it, IRL in real life in real life yeah it's not as it's not as fun <laughs> I was asking someone uh the dark web has kept coming up amongst friends being like how do you how do you get on my mom uh, asked me that over the holidays and I was up. like mom I'm not gonna show you how to get on the dark web <laughs> well I asked this kid at work today and he was like oh I'll tell you and I was like of course you fucking knew how to get on but he was telling me all this weird shit that like I wouldn't have even thought would be on there like you could mm-hmm. pay to like 
watch people torture other people yeah, sure. mm-hmm. or torture other animals. Oh, you can see that on Reddit. That's on the mainstream really? web. See, I've yeah. actually like never really been on Reddit. Oh, Reddit is just a cesspool of garbage people, but the content is quality. Ooh, okay. If you're in the right like boxes, if you're in the right subreddits, you okay. can get lost into ones that are really terrible. But I just don't know how to read it. Like, uh, like ask me yeah, anything, AMA. It's like, but like, where does this? I know. Because it's set up almost like old school web forums. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you weren't, if you had a difficulty reading like a GeoCities page that was dedicated to Brad Pitt circa <laughs> 2002, reading Reddit is difficult. <laughs> so, yeah. Obviously, I was reading those pages when I was a kid. Did you see that article? It was like, um, it like just came out where it was like, women in New York are the meanest on dating apps. Ooh, I we, believe that. I 100% believe that oh, because so we don't take that. people's shit. And no. we don't give people time either. Like, I... <laughs> I turned uh, I had to I turned 30 and this kind of like falls into not necessarily being mean, but just being like done with stuff. Yeah. I turned 30 and I just announced to all of my friends and family. I was like, I'm not doing shots anymore. Never <laughs> doing a shot again. There's no reason. There's They're literally the no reason. They're the worst. And, and now I'll like shame my friends because we'll be at the bar and they'll be like, let's do shots. I'm like, OK. And they'll get five shots for five people and I won't take it. Yeah, no. And they'll be like, you're not going to take your shot. I bought it for you. And I'll be like, are you peer pressuring me into a substance? Like, what are you doing right now? I don't need this. And I don't need anyway. I, oh, no. This I took a <laughs> shot two days ago for a friend's birthday party. Hanks. Uh, Hanks is uh, uh, yeah, yeah. going down. And she put. It was like rubbing alcohol in a plastic cup, like half the plastic cup, not half, like a fourth the plastic cup, too much for a shot. And all of us, all 30 plus, took like half the shot and we're like, no, no. And like put it back on. Think think back on your life when there were moments where you truly, truly loved alcohol, right? Yeah, like had a great time with it. Yeah, we've all had great nights. Was there ever a moment where you took a shot, put it down and then said, oh, that was so refreshing. I'm so glad I did a shot. Never once. Never. Except it's picklebacks. Stupid. Except picklebacks because it immediately cuts the alcohol. Yeah, but I mean, just drink pickle juice. I know, it's so good. And I just get a shot of pickle juice in my life. Yeah. And listen, I love cocktails. I love drinking. I love beer. I love garbage like box wine. Yeah. But I'm not like forcing my body to consume it at a heavy rate. Yeah, because shots. it at my pace. Shots are, you want to get drunk mm-hmm. like that's what it was in college everyone's like someone had that plastic like burnett's vodka mm-hmm. hidden in their in their fucking like closet yeah. and you had to pass Under it around that's where we had it yeah <laughs> and drink it real quick before the ra came yeah and that was it because you weren't sure if you were gonna get alcohol because you were underage. And I appreciate the efficiency of that. I yes. do, but I'm 30 now, so I no longer have to participate in that kind of behavior. Exactly. I exactly. did at the time; it was useful. It's no longer useful to me. No, exactly. Um, and the second thing I no longer participate in is I don't stand in lines anymore. So, like, if you walked into Trader Joe's and saw the I, line was really nope, long, you'd be like, "No, nope. I just don't." There's just no reason, honestly. Like. <laughs> Maybe if the government requires me to, like if I ha- if I'm at the DMV, okay, or okay. you know, or or um, like coming into coming back from another country and I have to get my passport stamp, like that's right, that makes sense, yeah. But standing in line for a good or service that I can get somewhere else, no. So how's no longer worth it to me? Well, I that's just a really interesting stance because I feel like New York City. You have to stand in a lot of lines sometimes. Well, there's there's cheat codes, right? Like one, if you 
the most times that people stand in line is either to purchase something, yeah. which hello, Amazon. Yeah. Or to go out to eat. And the reality is you can either make a reservation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or they have this beautiful thing now where you go and you go, what's the wait? And they say an hour and you give them their phone, your phone number, and then you walk away and go enjoy your life. Yeah. And you go to another an bar later, or something. And yeah. Exactly. So there's no reason for me to stand around and wait for something anymore. I think that I might be like that. a New York mentality. No, I do. it is. And I love it. Oh, or like if I'm at Walgreens buying something and there's a line more than five people, I just put it all on the counter and walk away. That was gonna be my next question. Like what what's the cutoff? What I mean, what's what becomes a line? If you think about it, there's never a time where you have that much of an emergency where you can stand in line for twenty minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can always just walk away. And it's not like I'm not anti lines. Like they can exist for other people. It's Not just that my life is better without them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing as a shot. Like, have you ever enjoyed standing in a line? Have you ever enjoyed taking a shot? Did no. you ever do anything after standing in a line that, like, truly changed your life? Did you ever do anything in your life after taking a shot that changed no. your life? Like, no. I'm done with these things. Yeah. They're is. off my list. <laughs> this is very funny. Also, anal sex. Also off my list. I tried it once. I didn't do it right. We didn't prep. Listen, it's fine. I like it. I just, I only have sex with one partner now. And it's kind of like, I have two perfectly good holes we can utilize. We don't need to spend the extra time on the other one. Yeah, because it does, right? It takes a lot of time to get it. And the pleasure from it is not so significant that I can like, that I'm going to sit around and be like, gee, oh, you know what I need right now? Some my anal. butt stretched out. That's what I truly need right now. Like I was legitimately horrified by how much it hurt, yeah. uh, and it was maybe half an inch in. Again, though, we didn't prep. I wasn't fluffed at all. I was yeah, like, yeah, let's yeah. try this. Well, it's that uh, you know, biologically, it's that this the 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 sphincter anal cavity itself is kind of big. Mm-hmm. Think about it, it'll hold your poop, and your poops can be rather large. Mine can be sometimes. <laughs> It's really just the opening. It's the little gateway mm-hmm. that's so like um, that's that's just where the muscle is. The muscle is like a piece of calamari, mm-hmm. and so. <laughs> oh my god, that's like such a perfect it analogy. Is. And so you really once you get in there, everything's fine. But you just have to make sure that that muscle is happy. Um, so how do you make it happy? Because uh, I do want to try it again. Oh, uh, lube, playing with it, tossing salad. Like the more you play with it and like okay. kind of warm it up, it's the same thing as like a, a clitoris and a vagina. You gotta warm that sucker up. The thing is, for me, is like I can get wet so quickly. Like I can think about pizza, and all of a sudden I'm like a little horny. Like mm. anything can make me wet that mm-hmm. I'm not used to. Um, you're a healthy woman in your 30s. Yeah, I don't That's, need any you know, prep. Yeah. yeah, I'm uh it's just it is overflowing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was actually I'm trying to work at this out as a joke, but I was like taking a bath and uh I had just had sex and I was like legitimately playing with my like my vag mucus and at Ooh, one point I think it's so like I love my vag mucus. I I think me like too. if men are grossed out by it then like you don't understand what a vagina is for. Yeah. <laughs> Is this magical? As long as it doesn't smell, as long as you're clean or whatever. And it's not like white and cottage cheesy, then maybe no. get it checked out. Right, right, right. It just looks like, it looks like snot. It looks like. It doesn't like... smell like anything. It doesn't taste like anything. No. It's fine. Yeah. But I was like playing with it in my hand and I was like, oh my God, were we the aliens all along? <laughs> 
fuck? Because it looks like that gloop you'd see like on fucking like, but it just reminded me of like Independence Day and Will Smith. And I was like, no, this is like alien or, like, movie shit. aliens or-, or like literally the movie alien. Okay, all right. Listen, I read on the internet today, which means it's absolutely true that they found a dagger inside of King Tut's tomb. What? You know, King Tut common and in, in, in Egypt. Yeah. And the dagger was made out of meteorite material. And they were like, it came from extraterrestrial sources. And that that's why aliens, I don't know. It was the internet. And I was like, yeah, I'm into this. Wow. But maybe we are the aliens. Maybe we are. I'm fine with it. I mean, we are trying to go to other planets. I mean, we try and conquer other countries all the time. There's something it's in our behavior. Right. I know. <laughs> we're such dicks. We really are the worst. There's this thing. It's called like the Felix, Felix paradox, I mm-hmm. think is what it's called. And basically, it just says that uh, this paradox proves that aliens don't exist because if they did, they would have already found us. Right. It's, it's It has to do with, like, the length of time for advancement in order to travel through space. Yes. Like, in order to tra- through, travel through space, you have to break how time works. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, they'd be able to... Yeah, exactly. But, of course, all the guys were like... Because I was like, but time's that one constant you can't change. And they were like, not yet. And I was like... Matt, uh, boys... They, they want to just stick their dick in everything. Time. <laughs> <laughs> Other countries, women. I just want a meme Other men. now. They I just want to stick their dick in it. I, I just want a meme now of a guy um, <laughs> naked from the waist down. Trying to fuck time. Trying to just fuck time. Like, I don't know what it looks like, but it's just there. It's and an his, equation, he's got I like think. a white beater shirt on or like a white crew neck on. This is a meme that exists on Reddit. Definitely. Ha- definitely. I have to give Reddit another try. You should. It's not your friends on Facebook or people on Instagram who have lives that you want. It's just like nonsense content that doesn't matter that you've chosen because you follow a certain subreddit, certain forums. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as long as you don't follow the bad ones, like all it can do is bring you joy. I have to give it another try then. Oddly satisfying is a great one. It's a lot of like playing with slime or like building things mm. or or p- things in nature that are like very symmetrical like slime is the best if you are ever stressed oh, I love slime. make slime mm-hmm. the kid i nanny he took it up another level and he was like let's take this slime and put it in balloons okay and it's really hard it's really hard to get slime into balloons i bo- yeah but once you do it now you have a stress ball can't you make it can't you put the liquid and the powder in the balloon and then mix it up Probably it's now what we did. We literally just like I was. It was like trying to fist someone almost. It was like oh. just get this in, and once it did, it like ballooned and like it fit perfectly. But yeah. it took a little while. Oh, so many parts of sex are so gross. I don't know if it's the image of slime going into a balloon that is just making me think about the grossness of genitals. Sex is disgusting. I hate when people pretend like it's not. Sex is so disgusting. I mean, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Something can be amazing and disgusting, but you're sweaty. There's so many fluids Mm -hmm. before, during, and after. Like, there's nothing worse than getting off of a penis Mm -hmm. on, like, your couch and just watching the cum droop out of you onto your couch. And you're like, no, I I have to clean that up. You know? Like, now I have a chore. Like, like, normally when things go inside of your body, other Mm -hmm. than eating... Mm-hmm. It's gross, right? Like, like, yeah, surgery or like, like, as a woman in particular, I've always been obsessed with the idea that, like, like we have an open wound, kind of. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, our our organs are like exposed to the world and the elements because we have a hole that never closes. Yeah, it's like this little like, 
Well, it's not a biodome because it doesn't close, but it's like mm-hmm. this little ecosystem. I mean, it doesn't go anywhere. It's not like you can get through your vagina at any other part of your body. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it's always weird to me that like part of my inside has access to my out. I don't know. I no. don't know why that's weird. But if I were high right now, they'd be tripping me the fuck out. Yeah, I think probably that's when I started thinking about it. It was in college getting stoned. And then the idea that like men want to be in there. Yeah. You know? That they want to like take their outside parts and put them in my inside parts. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, 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 it's almost is the equivalent to me of like open heart surgery and someone like sticks their bare fist inside your chest. <laughs> because the male. I mean, it's great. Don't get me wrong. I love sex, but it's just also gross. <laughs> no, and I lo- like exactly. But I was also like to go off of that, like the, the male anatomy doesn't have an equivalent. No, like for the, they're all outside. They're all outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I guess the exact opposite of an open wound would be something protruding out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't so, know where I was going with this. That's also kind of beautiful because to a certain extent, it's like I am the outside version of your inside version. And when we connect together, it's like a little puzzle piece. Aww, but that really excludes a uh, lot of people. A lot of people. <laughs> yeah. But I, it does make me think. Um, I really love uh, the idea of pegging. I do not participate in it uh-huh. because my partner does not want to, and I respect his boundaries, but I desperately want to, mainly because I think, like, as a woman, the idea of being penetrated is, like, a constant. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, we always can be, even when we were little, like, you can stick your fingers up there. You're just aware of yeah. that. And I think maybe for men, like, the emotionalness of being penetrated in a world where you never are must be so intense yeah and uh and i think i don't know i think it's really powerful so i'm like really into that idea just to experience it a hundred percent it's it's not the same but it's similar like with men being bisexual it's like men aren't allowed because of whatever societal stigma like women can make out with each other and it's fine yeah and women can like want stuff in their butt or like want to like eat each other out women can do whatever the fuck they want yeah for the most part without someone being like your I mean maybe it's that we're always broken (laughs) you know you're not looking at a woman who's making out another woman and being like now you're broken forever it's like you know maybe people just think maybe society thinks we're always fucked up whereas men like it is like you know once you get one blowjob from a guy you're gay and it's like I don't know it's a it's a lot of pressure that's a really small box to have to live in like obviously women get most of the shit but part of the reason why we get so much shit is because uh, boys don't get this opportunity to um, explore openly. Yeah, maybe. I feel like. I don't know. That's just a theory. I, I, one of the things I love doing, so I in my podcast about pornography, mm-hmm. uh, there will be porn. It's everywhere. It's also on this network. If you don't know about it, then you're not paying attention. <laughs> um, but one of the things we love doing is we're constantly watching like traditional 90s porn. So it's like very typical, like how the pizza guys here with sausage, right? I fucking love that shit. Um, and it's constantly like, you know, these women and the women tend to be very like they have a lot of agency about who they want to have sex with and they seem to really enjoy it. Uh-huh. I think it's like the 90s is like the golden age of sex workers for in pornography in the sense that they're all in their 30s. They're all professionals. They seem to love it. They know what they're doing. Yeah. They're not afraid to stick a finger up somebody's butt. They don't look like 18 year old cam girls. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's sometimes where I'm like, how Oof. old are yeah, you? Yeah, it makes me so uncomfortable. But yeah. um, the 90s is full of like 
like women jenna jameson like you know women who yeah. you can tell are getting paid money to be there and they have a hair and makeup crew you know <laughs> um but what me and my co-host meredith will will we get really into the storylines and we'll constantly be like oh I wish, you know, um, Officer Dave and Officer Bob would just fuck already. Because <laughs> the reality is, is in these movies, there's a girl-on-girl scene or there'll be a threesome or uh-huh. the girl-on-girl will be caught by their husband and then it turns into a threesome. But the men never fuck each other. And it tends to be very unsatisfying. But at the same time, that is so fucking 90s. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's so... Because I bet there is sexual tension there, right? But even now, it's very difficult to find a porn. Like, like if you think, think I'm sure you've seen like a guy, guy, girl porn. It's yeah. very risque if their dicks even touch each other. You know, I never even thought about it. But yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm personally a very big fan of gangbangs. Yeah. And threesomes. Oh, they're very fun. Yes. Oh, my God. Love them. To, to watch. Oh, yeah. Not to have mom. Sorry. No. (laughs) Just kidding. I totally had them. Anyway, go on. (laughs) And, but you're right, though. It's always been, at least the ones that I have found, it's always been, like, one girl and a lot of dudes and their dicks do not touch. It is never a thing. And Mm -mm. that makes me really sad now. Also, I really love the ones where they're, like, very intense gangbangs, but they interview the girl before. And they're like, so what did you request? And I'm like, I want to be, like, tied up and, like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yes, I love it. I love this consent. Um, Gangbangs are difficult to organize, though. They have to be. Yeah. I feel like it's got to be, like, a lot of type A personalities in the gangbang. The the connotation of the word gangbang says, that they happen spontaneously, uh, and you're like, they awful, do not. But they, no, they don't. Uh, I at, at least not in the sense that we're talking about. <laughs> but they're much like orgies; like they're difficult to plan. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, uh, I, I to share as is appropriate on the show. Yeah, I, I've been in a number of three, four, five, sixers. You know, there's a number of people naked in the room, um, and it's always like one girl's on their period. And, like, the other guy's too drunk to get it up. And it, like, never really, it's always a good time. And Uh everyone seems to have fun. But it doesn't work as well as you'd think it would. Like, in theory, it's really fun. I always think, like, in my mind, I'm always, like, because I have not been in a gangbang yet. Not going to say it's not an option. Sure. Um, Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm always afraid I'll be the one that somehow gets pushed to the outskirts. Mm. And, two, how does it end? Oh, it, very awkward. That is what I'm afraid of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because n- guys don't all come at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And girls don't all come at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, threesomes, like, they can be so fun, but they're always just a little bit awkward. <sighs> See, that hurts my soul a little bit. I have a very good story for you. Oh, yay. Yeah. Okay. Um, That fits into this topic. Uh, I There was a period of time where, I mean... This is out in the open because I talk about it on my podcast a lot. But there was a long time where my husband and I were like open mm-hmm. and we're just having too much fun. It's New York City. Yeah. So, I mean, I had a Tinder. I had a Bumble. I had a FetLife. I had a, a Thrinder. I had all of them. And FetLife is not. Oh, no, no, no. Never mind. Th- mm-hmm. Thrinder is something with something else and turned into something else. Thrinder, Thrinder is now Field. Field. That's what it is. Yes. That's why I got confused with FetLife. Because I, I think Tinder sued them. Oh, I think so that I would make remember. sense. It was a long time ago. We don't <laughs> use it anymore. I'm very boring. Once I turned 30, it was like no more orgies, no more shots, no more lines. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, 
there was a so I really loved being uh, the unicorn because oh. it was to me it was like I was doing a public service. <laughs> was like, <laughs> there's this couple they want to experiment. They don't want to have to deal with like a girl who's single and might need them emotionally. Mm-hmm, also, if they mm-hmm. did that, it would be exploiting her. And so here I am, like married, like very fluid, very chill. I'll give them what they want and I won't text them all the time, which is the danger. Of yeah. So there was a period of time where I'd be online and I'd like hunt down couples. And I loved married couples because they're committed to each other. Uh huh. They have a life together. Mm-hmm. So they're not expecting anything from me except for fun. Oh, that's a good point. Like, yeah. I would never have thought of that like between married and like just together or just like three people coming together for this yeah exactly and I think um there's no room for jealousy really well not in this story I'm about to tell you but there's less room for jealousy if they're not or if they're married that's also good to know you know okay um because it's not like you know your boyfriend might leave you for the girl you had a threesome in but your your husband would have to divorce you and that takes a very long time and it's very expensive (laughs) (laughs) so anyway but there was one um Actually, they were engaged at the time, so now it makes more sense. But anyway, there's this couple, uh, Jack and Erica, um, and they were both very attractive. He was a fucking firefighter. He was. They were just, and she was like cute, whatever. Um, he was a fucking firefighter. He was a fucking firefighter, <laughs> and he was very obnoxious because he was from Long Island, but he was hot, so I did not care. Um, and she was like very feisty. Mm-hmm. They were both from Long Island, like that's how they were. Whatever. Anyway. They came out to Queens to stay at my place, which usually is not a rule that I allow. But I was like, fine with it. We had a really wild night at this bar. We ended up with another girl driving around in his Jeep with the top off. And the three ladies were in the back just being fucking crazy. Oh, man, the things I did. Uh, (laughs) Oh, and then that girl ended up hooking up with my guy roommate that night. Whoa. Yes, because that's how we met her was through him and we drove around with her and then came back and then the two and he was bartending and he got off his shift and the two of them went back to my place and then me and the couple came back to my place and then um had like a whole night. Uh-huh. And then the next morning, but part of the rule that we had established yeah. early on, like through text messages, was that he was not gonna have sex with me. That I was going to be there and we were going to experiment. It was her first time having a threesome. We were going to do all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, but definitely no like penetration. No penetration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oral sex was fine. Playing around was fine. All of it was good. Yeah. But no penetration. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's fine. Well, it's the next morning and he wakes up with a boner and we all start fooling around again. And then he goes to have sex with me. And I looked over at her and was like, uh, like... I mean, I wanted to have sex with him, but I also was like, this is a rule. This yeah, is like, a boundary. This is what we talked about. So I looked over at her and he didn't even look at her and she goes, it's fine. <gasps> it's not fine. It's not fine, Natalie. No, it's never, <laughs> it's fine. When someone says it's fine, it's never, She's it's never fine. She's literally sitting there in my bed like with her arms crossed. Oh no. Yeah. So I let it go on for maybe like, maybe 15 seconds. And then I was like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I put on my robe and I left and I went out in the kitchen and I made a coffee and then my roommate came out and we were both sitting there at the Shit, table. Your, you can't just leave. No. So me and my roommate are both sitting there at the table. He's hungover and he's like, I really didn't want to go home with this girl because she, now she knows where I work and she's going to come in all the time. And I didn't really like her that much, but we were all drunk. And I'm like, I have to get these married people out of my apartment. And then we hear them getting in a fight. <gasps> Oh my God. Because they're both from Long Island, so they're very lively. And 
and she's like, you son of a bitch, right? And just like, blah, blah, blah. something crashed in my room. Anyway, me and my poor roommate are just sitting there hungover, just like. <laughs> and so we're just sitting there kind of rehashing the night. And then finally she left with just her bra on. And like pants. And oh, okay. Shoes. Okay. I was like, but I guess where, she couldn't find game plan. I guess she couldn't find her shirt. So she left with just her pants and her bra on. Oh my God. Um, his girl, I think, stayed until that night because I ended up making brunch, which he got really mad at me for because he was like, you can't make brunch or they'll stay longer. Yeah. And I was like, you have to treat them with respect. Anyway. <laughs> but she left and then the husband like hung out for like another hour. And I was just like, shouldn't you go? Like check on your At this wife? point, I was like, I'm now I'm definitely not going to have sex with you regardless of what the rules are. Like, you violated this. And so, yeah, yes, you may have a cup of coffee and sit here, but like, that's the end of it, right? Yeah. Anyway, and he left. And then when I went back in my room, it was like her earrings were like, she had two giant hoop earrings. Of course. I was going to say, of course. And they, one of them was like on the floor and I couldn't find the other one until weeks later. And then her shirt, she left her shirt there too. And I just remember being like, never again am I bringing people over. And then months later, they sent me pictures of their wedding. And I like had never gotten back to them about seeing them again. Oh, my God. I ignored those. And then like a year after that, they sent me pictures of their baby. Why the fuck would you want to see their baby? Exactly. They sent me like videos of their baby swimming in their pool. I'm like, what? What is this? And why are you involving me in your life? No, uh, that is a boundary that I am not okay being crossed. I know. I had to no. block them eventually. But I have. I mean, they were fine. They're fine, normal people. They're not crazy. But that was a little much. That was. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever want because like I we are act, not active. We're both like, oh, a threesome's totally gonna happen. I would not want to be our person's first person. No, never. Does uh -uh. that make sense? No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Because that is a whole, that's like. It's a whole new thing. It's like, it's like learning a new skill. It's a lot. Yeah. So you don't want to have two people who don't know how to do it. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's not going to be helpful. No. No offense. I'm sure he's great, he's, but he's not a woman. It's surprising. You think that you'd know what you were doing because you, you have it. Yeah. No, you have no fucking idea. That is really good to know. Yeah. Do not have a three. If you're both new, don't do it. Bad. Just listeners out there, word to the wise. If you're too, if you're in a straight relationship and you want to have a threesome, find someone who knows what they're doing. One, because it'll make you more comfortable. That makes sense. It's good to have an experienced person in the room. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't go scuba diving without an instructor if you've yeah. never been before. Because you could die. You could die. Exactly. You or could you die. could have a really terrible sexual experience. <laughs> you know, Kind of both the you same. Need, you need, like, a, a sexual spirit guide. That's good to know. That's very smart. Literally a unicorn. A mythical being to walk you through the land of, of the unknown. Yeah. You learn, you learn, I think, the most about your... Huh, that's such a weird prescriptive thing to say. You learn the most about yourself when you become a unicorn with other couples. Like, what a Brooklyn white girl thing to say. Um, <laughs> no, but that I, is I like did the learn. Most Brooklyn I learned a lot about myself because you're kind of viewing people's relationships from the outside in the most intimate way. Yeah. And so, for instance, I saw this couple break apart because they couldn't communicate with each other. And now they probably have trust issues because of that. And I saw it happen. Yeah, you saw it IRL. Yeah. Like, ugh. In a way that, like, now I'm married and in a very good relationship and something will happen and I'll be like, it's not fine. Like, and I'll, I'll like, flash back to that moment and not even sexual stuff. It'll be like, you know, he'll be like, can I put the table here in the kitchen? And I'm like, no. Yeah. 
And not because it matters or because it's important, but because I need to communicate with you how I truly feel. Communication <laughs> in like is just number one in like everything in <sighs> our lives. And it's like yeah. the number one thing that we are not taught how to do mm-hmm. properly because it's most likely being taught by our fucking families. Oh, my God. Which they're the worst at it. <sighs> they're the worst at it. I mean, right now there's like so many different family or peoples with families that I know that their grandmothers or grandfathers have passed away and like cut people out of wills and shit because oh, that's how they communicate after like that's <sighs> like I just can't but mm-hmm. I just think millennials have really figured out a lot of shit mm-hmm. we really prioritize ourselves which Over in a people. way different way than like the baby boomers did well and and it's they they say it's like the the analogy of the being on an airplane. You put your mask on before you put someone else's mask on. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like you're gonna be a shitty parent if you're not taking care of yourself. Yeah. So like if you're not happy, if you're not making yourself happy and making sure of that, everyone around you is gonna suffer. Oh right? yeah. Millennials have realized that we've stopped guilting ourselves and become we've stopped being particularly women have stopped being martyrs for families and friends. Yeah. And have been like, you know what? I'm not a good friend and I'm not a good mom and I'm not a good sister and I'm not a good wife if I'm not happy. Yeah. And there's no amount of like service to others that's going to make me truly happy. Like some of it. Yes. There's a percentage, but not all of it. And there's no amount of Oprah or the Ellen show that you can watch that will make you feel better or any fucking diet. That's going to make you feel better. It's really just figuring out what you want in life, how you want to do it. When are you going to do it? And that's kind of it. And loving yourself outside of what everyone else. Yeah. Like the the moment you can learn to not give a shit about other people's opinions, which Mm. like it varies. Some days I'm really great about it. Some days I'm not. But just to know that that's there. Mm -hmm. And everybody's a little bit gay. And everyone's a little bit gay. It's fine. um, Actually, I did ecstasy one time. I can't wait to see where this goes. It was Molly. It was Molly. Whatever. I went to a concert, Governor's Ball. I saw Childish Gambino. It was amazing. Oh my god! So I jealous. thought my backpack was a jetpack at one point in time. Anyway, I came home. I went to the bathroom. Everybody went to sleep. It was like me and a bunch of my girlfriends. Everyone went to sleep. I went to the bathroom. I came after peeing or whatever, and I came out and I stood in the hallway in the dark at two a.m. and I went, "You know what? I am a little bit gay." <laughs> it was like I had this massive revelation where I was like, "I do enjoy women." I'm not totally, I love men too, but I just had this, and I felt like I was being cleansed. <laughs> and so I wrote it down because I was like, I need to remember this tomorrow. So I got on an index card and I wrote out, dear Caitlin, you are a little bit gay. <laughs> love Caitlin. And then I put it on the <laughs> fridge and I woke up the next morning and everybody was like slightly hungover and a little bit strung out from doing drugs. <laughs> and my friend was like, what the fuck is this? And I looked at it and I was like, that is so embarrassing. <laughs> like that is, oh, what was like, oh I turned God. into some philosophical, ethereal being. I am a little, oh my God. No. But I kept it because I thought it was really funny. That's so right though. I I always knew I liked women. I Even when I was a little girl, I just knew. Yeah. It was like, that was a constant. And it's almost like I went in the opposite direction because I was so... And even my mom didn't really deal with it in a good way. I think when I was in high school, I was like very tomboy. And I think she she would make jokes. She would be like, I know you're going to be a lesbian someday. It's fine. I don't care. I know you're a lesbian. And when you adopt children, I'm going to love them just as much as if they were yours. And I think she was doing it in a way to like diffuse the situation. But no one likes their sexuality to be made into a joke. Yeah. And I also was just like, 
I was not sure. You know? Because you were young, yeah. And, and I was just kind of like, I don't think I am. And like, and now I really, really want to go against this. Because I think if I had, if I was a lesbian, I would have been like, oh, okay, I guess this feels right. I don't know. I'm not certain. But I went in the opposite direction and I was just was like very promiscuous and into men for so long because I would like, because I still liked men. It's like I wanted to prove it. Yeah. I wanted to prove that for some reason that I liked men way more than I liked women by some kind of weird metric. And so it was just like men, men, men all the time, all the different kinds of men, blah, 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 four at once. And, um, and then, and the reality was like, I got to the point where I was like on Molly one day. No, <laughs> it, this happened a, a while back, but it basically just took me being like, it's fine. There's no gradient. It's not like a 50 50. It's not like I would, it's not like there's anything like if I like women 60% more that all of a sudden I'm a lesbian, mm -hmm. you know, or yeah. if I like, cause the reality of if I was to measure it out, I think I probably like women 75% and men 25%. Wow. Okay. Cause men are fine. They're great. Like, I, there are a small percentage of, let me put it this way. There are a small percentage of the male population that I am very attracted to and all about. Yeah, yeah. There's a huge chunk of the female population that I am, like, have a boner for. Yeah. So it's not, and it, but that's such a weird, I don't know. Is you like about, what you like. Yeah, you have such a good point, like, that we think that it has to be, like, 50-50, and once we hit, like, this certain amount, it means yeah. something else. Because that, I think, is what... I think those were like the learning tools our parents were given when, mm -hmm. you know. The Kinsey scale, the right? Kinsey like scale. The Kinsey scale. Yeah. But we're learning that this shit is way more fluid and this shit mm -hmm. doesn't mean a fucking thing. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And I think it's really hard for a lot of older people to be there for maybe people our age. Yeah. But that's the fear, right? You don't want right. to tell them and then they're like, what does that even mean? Yeah. yeah. What does that even mean? No one wants their life, not even just their sexuality, to not, to someone say it's not valid. Yeah. And we also don't want anyone to say that this is your life. So your mom being like, oh, I know you're going to be this. Yeah. Of course you're like, I, you you don't get to control what I want, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. and I'm going to do this or whatever. Or if you're a straight cisgendered man who likes to have his butt played with, it doesn't mean you're anything. It just means the prostate feels great. It does. We have all these holes. Let's play with them. Yeah. There are people who are turned on by the feeling of raw wood. Are you going to tell them that their sexuality is wrong? I legit had to think about that for a moment. There, that like, is a real fetish. There's a whole subreddit about it. People just like the feeling of raw wood so much that they get, they get a it. boner. And so what are you going to tell them? Who are they hurting? Exactly. Who are they hurting? It does not affect any of us. Like, they're not even finishing the wood. It's the raw natural tree. <laughs> it's organic. They're not doing anything wrong. You have, like, been so pro-Reddit this this conversation. I don't know I why, because it. Reddit is a terrible cesspool of people. It truly <laughs> is. 90% of people on there are garbage humans who play Fortnite. But then there's me. I'm on there, and I'm full of joy. And so there's, there's animals being derps. Yeah, I know. Try Reddit out. I'm going to try it out. Just try it. I'm going to try it That's out. That's my message from this whole thing. Everybody can just try Reddit out. You'll find your fetish. Mm -hmm. You'll, yeah. Everyone's a little bit gay, and everyone should try Reddit once. Yes. <laughs> I hope you guys loved it as much as I did. Be back in two weeks. Um, like, love, rate. If you have any awkward sex stories that you want to put, Put them, you can email me at awkwardsexinthecity at gmail.com or you can put it on the reviews. I would love to read them if you guys are cool with that. Like, let me know. 
again every other Wednesday, every other hump day. And I can't wait for our next guest, guys. Bye.